0: Yeah. Acting as moderator for tonight's broadcast. I'm your moderator, Chris Paul. Let's be reasonable. Feliz Navidad. Es la Ola Roja. It's high noon for Thursday, December 24th, 2020. Follow the podcast on Parlor and Rumble at I'm Your Moderator or join the info stream on the Telegram Messenger app T.me slash I'm your moderator. And if you would like to talk to fellow patriots, join the discussion thread T.me slash Be Reasonable Discussion. So I hope you enjoyed my Espanol at the beginning there. I just returned today from Mexico. I was down there with my Mexican girlfriend and it's a beautiful place, but I'm not going to talk about my trip. I'm only going to talk about the airport and just for a couple of minutes, because it's not that interesting, but also it is. So in uh, returning today, we got to the airport and most Of it was just normal airport stuff. You know what I mean. But down there they have. These guys with these very official looking uniforms. And vests. That say like. I can't remember exactly what it said. But it said something along the lines of. COVID-19 restriction enforcement. Or something. Similarly dystopian. And I was walking through the airport next to my lovely Mexican girlfriend. And one of these guys was like, hey, you need to pull your mask up. Although he said it in Spanish. And I don't know how to speak enough Spanish to have known that. But, you know, he gave me the hand signal and stuff. And, of course, my mask was below my nose because I genuinely don't give a fuck. And, uh... It's very weird that people have the job of going around and being annoying maskies. Like, I appreciate that that is his job and he didn't invent the job. It's not like he started a small business and was like, you know what? I'm going to go torture people. But he still took the job and that job still exists And I'm not saying that that's bad for Mexico. It's basically the same here. But in America, if someone tells me to do that, I just say, hey, why? And they're like, well, your mask doesn't work if it's not covering your nose. And I say, I agree. It also doesn't work if it is covering your nose. And The fact that no one really pays attention means it doesn't work at all. And we know nobody pays attention because we see people with the mask below the nose. I've made fun of this before. It's ridiculous. The whole thing is ridiculous. You also have to fill out a form that says where you were... And, uh, like whether or not you would come into contact with someone who had COVID. And so they had me fill one out and they had my girlfriend fill one out and they didn't even take hers. (laughs) So like might be a flaw in the system there, guys. I filled mine out with as Illegible handwriting as I could possibly muster and just did a brand new signature. So I guess that counts. I'm COVID free, Mexico. Don't worry. I'm not in your country anymore. I did not go there to spread COVID and I didn't bring COVID back. And you know how I know that I didn't spread COVID? Because I don't have COVID. A lot of maskies been very angry lately. I got stopped on my run the other day by a whole group of, of uh, senior citizen maskies. I wasn't near them or anything. And I feel like they were maybe 65 or 70. They weren't like old, old. They were just mildly old. And I was running by as I always do, with my "Keep America Great" hat on and absolutely zero mask. And one of the guys turned, and you know, I have my—I always have AirPods in, and I love AirPods. I'm not trying to like uh, shill for Apple right now because Apple creeps me out too. But AirPods are great for runners. So I'm running by this guy and. I always pay attention to how people are reacting to me, because although it shouldn't be provocative to wear a hat I want to wear and to have my face out when outside, I do also kind of enjoy being provocative and making them think, oh, wow, someone is out there exercising freedom. And... Look at that. The news I watch keeps saying the election is over, but this young strapping gentleman has a Trump hat on. Maybe he didn't get the news. Yeah, maybe, Maskey, maybe that's it. Or maybe I know the news better than you. Maybe only one of us in this relationship knows what's actually happening. So the mask, he's like, put a mask on. And so I take my AirPod out because, of course, I, I know what he's going to say. But I didn't actually hear him say it. And I want to make him repeat himself. I want to, like, make him dig his heels in a little bit. So I take I take the AirPod out. And I say, "Uh, what was that? And he said, put a mask on. And I go, no. And so then uh, another friend of his, another guy, I think it was like, two or three guys and, and two ladies and they both started going off on me and I'm like, Hey, you know what? Why don't we have a conversation about this? Okay. And so I start, I start walking back a bit toward them. I had probably gone, you know, 20, 25 feet past them and started walking back. And, and the friend who's like this, um, skinny communist, like maybe 70 years old and he's like, don't come any closer. And so I laughed and I'm like, guys, this isn't how COVID spreads. I was like, first of all, masks don't work, but this isn't how COVID spreads. COVID spreads in enclosed spaces after like 15 or 20 minutes of close contact with a symptomatic person. Do you know that? Because that's actually what the science says. And of course they didn't know that. And so they started making it like I was killing them. And I'm like, hey, guys, I'm not killing you. I don't have COVID. I can't give it to you. I'm sorry that you think you need to do this, but what you're doing is very dumb. And then they, of course, they start like winding back, getting less and less energy. Because the thing is is with these people, they never face pushback in real life because that's not the kind of society we have anymore. And some of this is a factor of the internet where you so often do not actually have to have a human interaction with the person that you're kind of going up against or yelling at. You know, it's like the same idea when people get mad at customer service on the phone. You know, when I'm getting mad about customer service on the phone, I will say to them, hey, I know that you're not responsible for this. But I still have to express the problem that your company has created for me. So I'm sorry, but I'm going to tell this to you like it is. And trust me that I'm not meaning this personally toward you, right? But it's that kind of situation where everybody feels empowered to yell at other people and enforce their views on other people because there's never any retribution. Most people don't think it's worth their time to push back on these people. Like, my girlfriend will go running with me, too, and she doesn't wear a mask when she runs because she's not retarded. And, you know, people will say things to her or they'll make the face mask gesture to her, which consists of, like, touching your face mask and, like, pulling on it around your nose or mouth area. Which, by the way, is one of a zillion things that people do every day that make their masks even less functional than they already are. I mean, it is possible to go down from zero because the masks can have a negative effect. And we know that the science actually has always said that, which is why no one until May of this year ever recommended Having healthy people wear face masks. Why? Because that's stupid. Very, very stupid. But these people never get pushback. Ever, ever, ever. They bitch at people at stores. They bitch about everything. Like, I think the whole term Karen was one of the most annoying developments of this period. Just because it is one of those trendy expressions that kind of substitutes for thought or humor. But the one good thing about the word Karen was that it does actually capture a personality type. And it's the personality type that is extremely neurotic and extremely self-centered. The sort of person that thinks that whenever... Their preferences are slighted in any way. It's their responsibility to tell other people that they're not doing the right thing. Now, you know, I am obviously not going to go up to these people and be like, hey, take your mask off, although I've thought about it. And I'm going to start responding that way when they say put your mask on. I'm going to say take your mask off, you commie. But they don't get pushback, these people who embody the Karen motif, although I'm not going to call them Karens because that's boring and stupid. I don't like it. I've said stupid too many times now. But you know what? Stupid is as stupid does. And stupid gets called stupid when you're me. So I'm going to say it. And that's just how it is. And if they want to call me stupid on their podcast, they're more than welcome to. But what would be even better is if I could quiz them. That's what I would really like. I'm more than happy to find out which one of us is stupid. And so anyway, these guys keep going after this. And I have kind of promised myself that every person who does this from now on is going to get pushback from me. I'm going to tell them that masks don't work. And I'm going to tell them to stop enforcing their stupidity on everyone else. And so, of course, that's exactly what I did. And then they were saying, just do it out of respect. Like, just do it to save lives. Just do it for safety. And I'm like, hey. Stop giving your freedoms away for nothing, you morons. You guys are the types of people that would call the Gestapo on your neighbors, you Nazis. And then I like pointed at them and like moved my hand in a circle just to indicate all of them. And I go, yeah, Nazis. And then I put my AirPod back in and kept on running. It was beautiful. I'm hoping I get to see them again. Because if I get to see them again, I'm going to be like, hey, guys, your father's friends died to protect this country from exactly what you're doing now. That's why they didn't respect you. And I'm going to see how that goes. I feel like it's going to go great. Ah, nice masky story for a good Christmas Eve. Does that have you feeling festive? I feel festive. My mom sent Christmas cookies and I'm going to fucking eat them. Am I going to eat all of them because I'm a fat bastard? Maybe. Maybe. I got to say maybe because it might happen. And if I didn't say maybe, I would be lying. Am I going to get fatter? For sure. Is it going to be worth it? Eh, probably not. But I am going to do it. Because that's just the way it is. Now, Trump has just been the best version of Trump ever. And I feel like the entire second term is going to be nothing but this. Him smacking down Terrible policy, vetoing here and there, to and fro, henceforth, everything bad that comes to his desk. And that is exactly what I want. What he is doing right now in terms of exposing government corruption. And the way that corruption affects real people's lives is just amazing. That speech from the other night where he laid out all the different expenditures in that ridiculous bill that they tried to pass, that was brilliant. And so then Nancy Pelosi comes out and says that she's so happy that Trump has finally nailed down a number and said, this is what I want. I want $2,000 for every person. And Pelosi acts like, what a gift. This is all we ever wanted to know is just how much money he wanted. Of course, we'll pass that immediately. So she changes the number to 2000 and then sends the bill back with unanimous consent so that people can't actually debate and vote on the bill. They simply either let it go through or block it. And of course, it was blocked. Because all Pelosi did was change that number. And of course, this is what she did because she wants to blame the whole thing on Republicans. This bill didn't get passed because the Republicans blocked it. Even though she gave everyone $2,000, the Republicans blocked it. And this is what Pelosi does. She wasn't excited that Donald Trump asked for $2,000. He had asked for $1,200 a few months ago, and she didn't give him that. Again, he's asked for this money to be made available for American citizens for months. But what Pelosi wanted is all the other concessions, all the money for foreign nations, all the stuff that they plan to launder and pay themselves, all the bailouts for the states, All of that. I don't believe any of us believe that we need a gender program in Pakistan. In fact, we don't need gender programs in the United States. Everything was going just fine before we decided to pretend there were extra genders. So, of course, that didn't pass because Republicans blocked it because... That's not what Trump asked for. Trump said he wanted the wasteful spending gone. And I imagine he probably didn't like the Insurrection Act part either. So there was no way in hell that thing was going to get signed. And it was pointless for her to do it. It is only politics. And she's going to lose yet again. It's tough winning so much every now and then I need another nap because I got tired of winning and the exciting part is that we know the big day is coming when it all falls down for them I cannot wait I cannot wait to throw it in commie faces gonna be great I cannot wait for all of the commies to think, oh, how did this happen? I was told this wasn't going to happen. And then they'll freak out, pretend they're actually going to do something, and then hope Antifa and Black Lives Matter does it for them instead, like always. Hey, we don't want to actually support this terrible candidate, so let's hope they cheat well enough. Hey, we're not going to actually do anything To fix any of our societal ills. So let's get a bunch of communists to destroy cities and then spend a bunch of money on bullshit and pretend we fixed it. Good job, commies. Oh, look at that. President Trump just got confirmed for his second term. What are we gonna do? Well, I guess we'd better hope Black Lives Matter will go out and pretend to have a vigil and then maybe burn some things. Yay, domestic terrorism. Nothing tops off a holiday season like a little bit of domestic terrorism. Hey, is that a Christmas tree burning party? No, it's somebody's small business on fire again. Hey, did someone knock down the nativity scene? Nope, that's just dead homeless people in Democrat cities. NBD. Now, I want to talk about something serious for a moment, and hopefully I'll make jokes then too, but the future is yet to be told. Don't you know? That sounds like I'm from Minnesota, right? Don't you know? Wasn't that some shit from Fargo? I think it was. If it wasn't, no big deal. Just going to go with Fargo anyway. You can yell about me on Twitter. I won't know. I got banned. So what I want to talk about is something called the uh, Senior Executive Service. And what the Senior Executive Service is, is something that was really used by Barack Obama to keep people in and around government permanently, more or less. And what we have here is basically the deep state, the permanently entrenched deep state. This idea has been around for a while since the Carter administration. And there's a great article on this that I think everyone should read. I'm gonna do a lot more research on this because this is something that I now really wanna know about. And I have a feeling that you all will probably be interested in it as well. Now, the article that I'm referencing here, and I'm gonna obviously, like I said, dig a lot deeper, but it's a website called stpaulresearch.com. There's an article from October 31st, 2019 by a man named Marty Robinson. Okay, And the headline is Obama's Secret Stay Behind Army. Now, I'm going to read the introduction here, and I think that this will give you an idea of what has been up against Trump this entire time. Because one of the most annoying responses from people when you're talking about how this system operates is, oh, well, James Comey's a Republican and Robert Mueller's a Republican. And this guy's part of Donald Trump's administration, like Chris Krebs and shit, or like Trump appointed him. And like, yes, okay, you're right about those things. But that doesn't mean that those people are on the president's side. And it doesn't mean that they're on the country's side. It just means that they had a certain political affiliation. There are plenty of corrupt Republicans. And I feel like I've made that clear countless times. None of this is about Republican versus Democrat. And it's not even really about Donald Trump. Although Donald Trump is the avatar for what this is about. And what this is about is preserving the American Constitution and America as a concept preserving our rights as guaranteed to us by the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. So here's the article, Obama's Secret Stay Behind Army. It's the most powerful three-letter agency in government, more powerful than the CIA, the NSA, and the FBI. In fact, it's so powerful, it has its own seal and its own flag. And no, it's not the FDA, the SEC, or the IRS. And it's not part of Homeland Security or FEMA, although its tentacles reach deep into every one of those agencies. The mainstream media rarely mentions it by name. So most Americans have no idea it even exists. But thanks to an obscure executive order and the secretive, if not treasonous, actions by former President Barack Obama, it's become the hidden force behind the coup of a duly elected president and the ongoing complete transformation of America. And only by exposing it and bringing it out of the shadows will it ever be stopped. You see, on December 15th, 2015, six months after Donald Trump declared his candidacy, candidacy, there we go, for president and began to rise in the polls, former President Barack Obama signed what at the time appeared to be an innocuous executive order. However, Obama's intentions were much more complex and sinister. Because with that single executive order, Barack Obama launched an accelerated purge of thousands of American patriots from virtually every government agency, including our intelligence services and the military, while replacing them with party loyalists and political operatives loyal not to the country and to the Constitution, but to him and his globalist and progressive socialist agendas. It was a purge of patriots and a takeover of government and that began early on in his first term. A purge that began by transforming an obscure federal agency hidden deep within the bowels of government into what soon became a private, stay-behind army. An army of political operatives committed to two things. The complete political, cultural, and economic transformation of America as promised by Barack Obama during his 2008 presidential campaign and the overthrow of a Donald J. Trump presidency, should he be elected. Now, that's the setup. That's the frame of reference. If you leave a thousand people on your side in different positions in and around the federal government, who are all committed to the same mission, which happens to be the undermining of a sitting American president, that's a real big problem. So I think that we're all past the point where we're pretending that even the phrase deep state suggests a conspiracy theory. There is a conspiracy and it's not a theory. That happens. It's so odd that we pretend conspiracies don't exist It's just a bunch of people making and executing a plan. That happens all the time. And this is outside the normal order of government and how things are supposed to run. So further down in the article, there are more than 2 million federal government employees. And at the top of that pyramid, are approximately 8,000 SES, Senior Executive Service employees, who serve as the professional managerial class linking our political leaders to the civil service rank and file. And Barack Obama as president replaced more than 6,000 of the 8,000 member SES during his two terms, assembling what became a stay-behind army of political operatives. So how pervasive is the SES? Here's a list of the number of SES employees that were embedded in the following government agencies at the end of Obama's second term in 2016. Department of Education, 86. Housing and Urban Development, 115. Air Force, 182. Labor, 200. State, 204. Transportation, 231. Interior, 258. Army, 261. Navy, 326. Veterans Affairs, 357, agriculture, 361, commerce, 425, treasury, 458, health and human services, 468, this is like the shittiest auction ever, department of defense, 478, department of energy, 490, department of homeland security, 639, department of justice, 821 of Obama's senior executive service in the Department of Justice when Donald Trump took office. All other agencies, all non-cabinet level agencies, another 1,796. That is astounding. So when people say, well, you know, it was Trump's government. Why didn't he get rid of all the deep state people? Well, this is why. How are you going to just dismantle that? Like Trump came from outside the government. And now we can obviously see that has endless benefits, but it also has these sorts of drawbacks. People who have been in government, who have been in Washington for a long time, often become members of the swamp. And that's terrible. But the flip side of that is they actually know how the shit works. And for all Donald Trump's many assets that he brought to the role, knowing how the system worked on a deep kind of below the radar level was not one of those assets. And so when people are getting recommended for positions it's a lot of these people doing the recommending or even the ones serving in the positions. So I think people have a really hard time understanding that when Donald Trump appoints someone, he may have done the due diligence he felt necessary when making the appointment. And he may have been well advised by people who he trusted. But the fact is, There are so many layers of corruption that he had to break through to get where he is now that there were bound to be a whole bunch of people that he appointed who were either just simply careerists and didn't really care about serving that particular president or serving the country. They, you know, had their own motives. But there were also people in there who are just basically moles for the former president and the globalist cause at large. Again, the globalism thing is also not a conspiracy. There are people who will tell you straight out that they do want a one world government. They believe that they have compelling arguments for that. I don't believe that. Our freedom should never be given away to other countries. Our forefathers, our founding fathers, the generations that came before us, set this country up to guarantee us our freedom and liberty and then fought to preserve it. Over nearly 250 years now. That matters a hell of a lot. And the fact that mistakes were made along the way doesn't defeat what they set out to do and what they have accomplished. Now, this is exactly the sort of thing that makes people hate Barack Obama. Obama thought he had a third term coming in 2016 because he and Hillary Clinton were part of the same system. But that didn't work out. So Obama kept his shadow government behind and moved to Washington, D.C., where he still runs all this stuff. He installed his former vice president, a clearly broken And mentally deficient old man who has an entire career's worth of corruption. He installed him as the Democratic candidate, and then they just tried to steal the election to install him in the White House. Barack Obama has a hand in all of this. Believing otherwise is insane. By the way, again, I voted for Obama twice. Like, this wasn't something I always knew or believed, but it's undeniable. It wasn't a fun moment for me to be like, wow, I really thought Barack Obama was a good guy. Sucks, but he's not a good guy. He is a terrible, corrupt politician who is undermining our president, our constitution, and our national security. Because he and his cohort think that they know what's better for us. And that's always the promise. Give us control of everything and we will return to you a utopia. Just like you always wanted. You'll have everything you have now plus more. And without doing anything but giving us control of everything, you will never have to feel guilty ever again because we will fix everything for everyone. And if we don't, we'll just make sure you never know about it. And that's the deal that people in our country signed up for when they voted For Joe Biden, all 55 million of them. So, I will be back tomorrow. I'll do a Christmas episode. Am I going to sing Christmas songs? Maybe. Do I like Christmas music? Not really. Will I do it if it makes you laugh? Sure. Might I be feeling festive? Who knows? Depends on how many Christmas cookies I eat and how fat I get. But again, the future is unknowable. So I'll be dropping an episode tomorrow. I'm probably not going to stick to getting it out at noon. Although, who knows? Maybe I'll get up at 5 o'clock because my time zones are all fucked up. Or maybe I'll get up at 5 o'clock because sometimes I just wake up at 5 o'clock and I'm like, hey, I wonder what's new on the whole subject of saving the world. Not that I'm doing it. Collectively, American Patriots are doing it, led by Donald Trump. So we all know that our Christmas comes on january sixth. But who knows, maybe it'll be maybe it'll come before. It's possible, but we're gonna have a hell of a two weeks. Our Christmas present is getting our country back, returning America to the people as promised by our founding fathers in the Constitution. I hope you all have a wonderful holiday. Some people do the whole Christmas Eve thing. I hope you have a nice Christmas Eve thing if you do the Christmas Eve thing. Otherwise, I hope you have a great Christmas morning. If you do Christmas morning, and if you don't do either, then enjoy whatever the hell you do. Hey, Jews, happy Hanukkah. I love you. Hey, other people, I love you, too. Don't know how you celebrate. Not going to find out. Why? Because I don't have to. I'm not politically correct. Get it? It's fucking awesome. All you have to do is actually just be honest and don't hate anybody. It's so simple. Why did they try to make it so hard? The world may never know. Just like the answer of how many licks it takes to get to the center of a Tootsie Roll Pop. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Just kidding. It's not Happy New Year time yet. All right. I'll be back tomorrow at the same reasonable time on the same reasonable podcast network. I don't have a network. Maston and lockdowns don't work. And Joe Biden is never going to be president. Goodbye.